valuations are compared to where they were a few years ago when things were really frothy. There are a lot of companies that are actually growing and doing quite well, yet they're trading at a fraction of what they were uh, not that long ago. So I think these stocks are going to be behaving a, a quite a bit more like value stocks, which means that folks that are willing to do their homework and are really smart about the industry can probably do quite well. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, as a prelude to the Investor Spotlight Series, which starts on Thursday, we are joined by Garvis Toller, President of Data Services at Helix TCS. Garvis, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Helix TCS is a publicly traded company and one of the largest ancillary companies in the cannabis industry. But today, Garvis is here to talk not about his company, but about investing in publicly traded cannabis companies. Garvis, a lot of our listeners are casual investors who've purchased cannabis stocks and they're just getting beat up. The cannabis stock prices across the board are down. And one thing I found interesting, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, is that your team must have seen something a while ago because Helix started to prepare for this a while ago. What did you see coming? Yeah, that's a great question. And first of all, I can't take full credit for having the crystal ball like some of my colleagues did because I just joined in August. But if you look at our CEO, he's got quite a bit of gray in his beard and I lost my hair a long time ago. So we've seen a lot of cycles. And one of the things that you could see several months ago is that we had really frothy valuations. You had a lot of capital chasing, very few ideas. And from an objective observer, you could have seen this coming but really, those of us in the industry, it's, it's a lot more difficult when you're this close to it to see some of these trends that a lot of folks are really surviving on a serial investment round business model. And it wasn't hard to see that at some point the music was going to stop and some people would be left without chairs. And so I think when you have a, a management team experienced as ours is, they've been together for over 20 years They've seen a lot of cycles and a lot of different business models. It wasn't that hard to see if you can take a step back. And that's really the hard part. Yeah, it is hard, especially when there's so much exuberance. And every day you hear about another company going public or another company doing another round of funding. It's, it's an exciting time, but it's also, as you said, it may have been just a little bit hyped, I guess is a good way to say it. Yeah, look, and I know it's exaggerated in the cannabis space, but if you take a step back and look at tech companies at large, uh, my former position before this one, I was head of capital markets at the New York Stock Exchange. And my job was to really run the IPO business at the New York Stock Exchange. And we saw a lot of those same trends happening with uh, this year, especially you look at a lot of companies that aren't profitable, uh, that have done a good job raising money and tell a very good story. But at some point that game ends and then that's when investors can get burned. Yeah. The other thing I, I know is that most of the institutional money is, is still on the sidelines. So this is really being driven by really retail investors. There's not a lot of institutional, at least that's my understanding. There's not a lot of institutional. That's, that's correct. There's no backstop on this, I guess is a, a, a good way to say it. Moving forward so that people don't find themselves in the same spot, what should they be looking for when, when they're looking at cannabis stocks in particular? 
So look, you know, I think that's an excellent point about the difference between a lot of the dynamics with retail investment and institutional investors. But really, um, what uh, your investors should start looking at, whether you're talking about a small company or large company, let's find companies that actually have a business, companies that really think about a lot of the metrics that you would expect institutional investors to care about, like profitability and organic growth and how well are you incorporating acquisitions. But really, to be able to look at those metrics makes a lot of sense. They should also think about which companies have an edge. So one of the things that I think has happened in the cannabis industry is you've got a lot of companies chasing the exact same markets. And I think what they need to start taking a look at is who actually has an advantage, has a niche, has something that's a little bit different, and something that as you look forward at the cannabis industry, which is rapidly changing from a regulatory standpoint and otherwise, what is it going to be that sets these companies apart from everyone else? And are they going to be able to sustain themselves, not just in this current really kind of wild, wild west environment where every state has a different set of regulations. But if I said, which companies are going to be positioned well three or four or five years from now or whenever marijuana comes off of uh, schedule one, it's a very interesting question to ask. And I think those companies that are positioned to solve problems in that environment are going to be the ones that investors don't want exposure to. When do you see it getting better? Or is now a good time for people to jump back in? So I've heard a lot of pretty smart investors take a look at the cannabis industry, and they're starting to look at it more as a value stock rather than a, a growth stock. And that, you know that's oversimplifying things because I think there's lots of different dynamics and there's hybrids in between. But really, when you think about how far a lot of these valuations have gone, we could probably pick some very good companies that when you look at their financial performance right now, where valuations are compared to where they were a few years ago, when things are really frothy, there are a lot of companies that are actually growing and doing quite well, yet they're trading at a fraction of what they were uh, not that long ago. So I think these stocks are going to be behaving a, a quite a bit more like value stocks, which means that folks that are willing to do their homework and are really smart about the industry can probably do quite well. I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that now's the time to buy. You're always wondering when they're going to hit bottom, but I guess if everybody knew when it was going to hit bottom. You know? There's a very famous quote that only uh, gods and liars can pick tops and bottoms. You'll go broke trying to pick top or bottom. Especially if that's not your business and if you're not doing this every single day. Your company, as I mentioned earlier, it trades on the OTC and your stock ticker symbol is HLIX. And like everyone else's stock, you guys also took a hit, but within your company, you have viable companies with viable products, so you're able to weather this. You're not living on ether. Because of that, do you see this as an opportunity for your company to expand or maybe do some acquisitions? Without getting into my company's specific strategy, I really believe, and if you look, history will support this, in almost every industry, when you have these downturns where valuations are down or maybe they're so fragmented that there's too many players or too much supply in, in one way or another. These are just the times for stronger companies that are focused on running real businesses that are maybe not always profitable, but on the way there with a path to profitability. Those are the times when really good companies always in every industry are able to pick up assets on the cheap where folks have gotten themselves overextended, gotten over their skis, so to speak, <laughs> and have over and over taken on more and more financing. 
without a way to really capitalize on that. So I absolutely think these are times where good companies and great operators are able to pick up some pretty good values. The good companies are going to take your advice, and I think you're going to see a lot of the weaker companies getting gobbled up right now because it's either that or go out of business in some cases. So I think this might be a good time to grow. Without sounding like I'm making an advertisement for our management team, we've done quite a remarkable job in not only uh, growing the business organically, but identifying great companies with either great technology, and at the end of the day, companies are a collection of people. uh, So we've been able to acquire and integrate uh, several companies that have veteran management teams and excellent products. And so that's certainly something if you're investing in the space you want to look at. Companies have been able to do that well. We've been speaking with Garvis Toller from Helix TCS, and I'll have all of his contact information on the MJ Bulls website. Garvis, I appreciate you taking time out today to talk to us about this. I know it's got a lot of people spooked, but I think we're almost out of the At least my gut feeling is we're almost out of the woods here. Just hang in there, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. Hopefully we'll have you on again the next time we'll have you on when the stocks prices are really high. When people look back in hindsight, whenever you get these huge downturns, it's always quite obvious when it would have been a good time to buy. And that's when sentiment has gotten too negative. Stocks have been punished too much. You start to see the weaker players disappear and the, the stronger players get stronger, even if their their stock prices don't reflect that. So for those of you who've been hurt, yeah, hang in there. I, uh, I do believe that the best days are ahead of us. Hopefully you're right. I will. Hopefully you're right. <laughs> Thanks, Garvis. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.